0: Heartbreaking is the word best used to describe Syracuse men's basketball's effort tonight against Miami. Again, really, for the third straight matchup between the Orange and Hurricanes, SU jumps out to a double-digit lead and holds it early in the second half. I mean, at one point in the second half, Syracuse was up about 49-39, to and they were up, I know it's not an 18-point margin, but you're up double digits on the road against the top-20 team. Nonetheless, they collapse once again. Same old story. Miami out-hustled Syracuse down the stretch, out-rebounded the Orange, and it results in an 82-78 Hurricanes win down in Coral Gables. Welcome into this Fizz instant reaction. I'm Liam Griffin. I tweeted the entire game on Twitter, at OrangeFizz, and my post-game article will be up on TheOrangeFizz.com shortly after taking you through the game here. So Miami... Beats Syracuse 82-78, to and I think we need to address the elephant in the room first, that being the final play of the game, at least on the SU offensive side. Miami misses a shot. SU gets the rebound. In fact, I believe the per- we will double-check to see who actually got the rebound. If my live stats will load, which they don't seem to want to, so that's okay. But nonetheless, SU collects the rebound. And Judah Mintz takes it up the floor. And he takes it in himself. By the way, it's also worth noting, at this point in time, Judah had three points in the game and was one for six from the field, one for three from the free-throw line, had six assists and five rebounds, but also had five turnovers. Judah takes it inside and is just absolutely stuffed. And I mean stuffed, ladies and gentlemen, by a Miami defender and you know the rest, as they say. It's history. The defender in question that stopped him was Norchad Omir, who we'll get into in a minute. He was all over the place for the Hurricanes, offensively and defensively today. What what was Judah thinking? First of all, you're not having a good game, so your decision to shoot at at even at all is questionable. Secondly, it's a contested floater with a bigger defender right in front of you. That's a recipe for disaster. And as we could have predicted Norchado Mir swatted it and grabbed the rebound at the same time as well. Judah had to take the foul. He goes down to make two free throws to as good as ice the game. I would it have been different if Syracuse had any timeouts? Maybe. Maybe. But you have to wonder what was going through Judah's head there. And we tweeted it on our Twitter. That's hearable. If you flash back to the game in South Bend about a month and a half ago against Notre Dame, yeah, Judah hit the game-winning layup with only so much time remaining. That wasn't a layup. That was a floater with a defender right in your face. I think it's great that Judah wants to be the guy to hit that shot. That's not how you do it. So a questionable decision all around. Judah, overall not a great night. Just three points, one of seven from the field as Syracuse, Falls to Miami, 82-78. to 78. One positive now. We just touched on Judah. Jesse Edwards. I feel bad now talking about him because it feels like the arguably the best performance of his career is going to be overshadowed by yet another collapse against Miami. 25 points and 11 rebounds. 7 of 8 from the free throw line. And a pair of assists. Just one turnover. Four fouls, which he'll take. But 25 and 11. That's pretty good. And we had seen Jesse sort of have a bit of a struggling period really ever since the Notre Dame game where he didn't really – or, yeah, he had 22 against Notre Dame, but since then he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire. That said, he comes in and plays with a vengeance tonight. It's really interesting too because unless I'm mistaken, Jesse had a really good game down in Coral Gables last year. Remember, he didn't play in the second game against Miami because he had – His season had ended by then. Yes, in Coral Gables last year, 38 minutes, 22 points, and nine rebounds. So Jesse, two straight years, has played his heart out in Miami. Two straight years has kind of faltered down the stretch. I mean, he was getting outclassed on the glass by guys who are not as big as him. I mean, Norshado Mir, good player, listed as a forward. 16 points and 16 rebounds. That cannot happen. Miami out-rebounded SCU 40-36. to 36. And The sad thing is, Miami doesn't really have the size to match Syracuse's, at least Jesse Edwards' or you can throw in Munir, Munir Hima too. Disheartening. Jesse Edwards, in back-to-back years, lights the world on fire in Coral Gables. Syracuse jumps out to a double-digit lead, granted it was larger last year, and ends up collapsing. And the sad thing is, it would have looked fantastic this year in particular. The La- Syracuse has not had a quad one win in two seasons now. They don't have that momentum, program defining, season defining win, and it's hurting them in recruiting and it's hurting them in season. Just imagine what a win like this would have done to bolster the tournament resume. This would not have completely made up for the losses to Colgate and Bryant at home, but it certainly would have helped. This was a surefire quad one win for the taking and SU let it slip out of its fingers the orange now 0 and 3 in quad one games the previous two losses being Illinois and Miami Illinois and Virginia I should say I'm Liam Griffin taking you through Syracuse's 82 to 78 loss to Miami on our Fizz Instant Reactions if you missed any part of this you can catch it on theorangefizz.com tomorrow morning <sighs> you can hear the sigh in my voice my friends this would have been a program def- season-defining win. Maybe not programming-defining. That's kind of jumping the gun a little too much. But also, I had no clue who Harlan Beverly was coming into the game. Apparently, he's a reserve guard for Miami. Apparently, he had the go-ahead dunk to make it 71-70 to at 346 of the second half. 16 points off the bench. Credit to him. Bad on SU. And... A lot of people are going to be mad when I say this next stat. I'm about to say but it's important. Miami shot 28 free throws in the game. Syracuse shot 17. Miami made 25. Syracuse made 14. That's definitely not the reason behind the defeat. I think the word you would use, salt in the wounds, almost. It was a physical contest, and the fouls were, for the most part, pretty much even. Syracuse had 19 as a team. Miami had 18 the Hurricanes were in the bonus not long into the second half. And that's a recipe for disaster because you essentially have to lay off defensively and you can't get aggressive like you normally would because they're going to be shooting free throws the rest of the game. And it ended up biting S2 down the stretch in a big way. I mean, Isaiah Wong, who also did not have a great night. He was just one of eight from the field, but he was six or seven from the charity stripe. That guy, Harlan Beverly, I just told you about eight of eight from the free throw line. And, SU players not named Jesse Edwards took nine free throws. Edwards had eight. Chris Bell did not get to the free throw line in 19 minutes. Benny Williams did not get to the line in 31 minutes. Malik Brown didn't get there in 12. We'll touch on Malik Brown more in a minute. And him and Benny in that controversy now. It's hard. It really is to put your finger on just what the cause was. I think it's a variety of reasons. For Syracuse's loss to Miami, let's talk about Joe Girard because the 21 points look good. The one of eight from the three-point line does not. That said, he was able to create his. He was able to create in ways that weren't necessarily shooting from beyond the arc. We saw him get inside. We saw him attack the basket in the paint and generate contact. And more than once, it worked. He went to the free throw line too. We haven't seen Gerard play with that physicality, really, since he started here in Syracuse. Am I happy about the one of the three shooting from beyond the arc? Heck no. In fact, I think if one of those shots goes in, it reshapes the game. Heck, maybe even SU emerges victorious. But that is, if there's one positive to take from this game, it's that. Joe Gerard's ability to attack inside. Kind of like what we saw with Buddy towards the end of his career. The ability to take it inside, because we saw Buddy used to really exclusively work from beyond the arc. Now, as his career developed, he started to go inside a little more. We kind of, sort of saw it with Joe tonight. I don't want to say he's going to go down the Buddy route, per se. It's a good start, though. Syracuse loses to Miami, 82-78. to I'm Liam Griffin, taking you through this Fizz instant reaction Twitter space. If you missed any of this, you can catch it on our website at theorangefizz.com. All right, one more thing I want to get into here before we look ahead to what's to come this weekend. The Benny Williams versus Malik Brown debate took an interesting turn today because Benny actually played pretty well. 12 points on 5 of 10 shooting, including 2 of 3 from beyond the arc, and 5 rebounds. His jump shot looked really good. And it hurt Malik Brown's playing time in that he only got 12 minutes, 2 points, 2 rebounds. It's hard to evaluate his performance because Benny took a lot of his minutes. Over the season, Malik Brown has been the better rebounder and more consistent player. There's no denying Benny's more athletic and, dare I say, has higher upside. But, and I saw a comment on our Twitter earlier today, what this team is at its best when players are fighting for minutes. It's too early to say something like that. But we need Benny to continue to play in this manner. You need it. You absolutely need it. Because going forward, you've got UVA, Duke, UNC, all at home, which is why this loss hurts even more, because it was the opportunity for that quad one win on the road. It would have looked better than any win at home would have against the top 20 team. Nonetheless, the Orange fall short, 82-78 to 78 to Miami. And Benny's, the case of Benny Williams got a little, even more interesting tonight. It'll be fascinating to see how he plays against Georgia Tech this coming weekend. And speaking of Georgia Tech, let's talk about the Yellow Jackets right now. Georgia Tech, I mean, ever since they won the ACC a few years ago, they haven't exactly been world beaters. They were bottom beaters in the ACC last year, but... For whatever reason, they played Syracuse down to the wire, and the Orange only beat them by one inside the dome. The, the Yellow Jackets are eight and nine, including a one and six in ACC play. Their one win, though, was against this Miami team—a seventy-six to seventy win in Atlanta. Other ACC games lost at UNC, then they've lost to Clemson, UVA, Florida State, Notre Dame, and Pitt. The Notre Dame game was in overtime, by the way. This is a game Syracuse should win. Oh. Georgia Tech also has NC State Tuesday night. One and six in conference play. I know we operate in an ACC where anybody can seemingly beat anybody, and it's the unpredictable of unpredictables. But this is a game Syracuse not only should win, I would go as far as to say Syracuse has to win it. Moses Wright and Jose Alvarado are not walking through that door anymore, first of all. And when you look up and down Syracuse's schedule, how many quote-unquote gimme games do you have left? I think the answer might be zero. Because, like we said, the ACC is unpredictable. But Georgia Tech might be the weakest opponent SU has left to face, with the exception of maybe Florida State. The Yellow Jackets are not good. Syracuse has to get it done this weekend. And the time... Is fading for a big win. You certainly won't get it Saturday because Georgia Tech won't provide that. But if you want to look full view, when what's your opportunity to get the big win? At Virginia Tech and at Clemson. Now a ranked Clemson squad, by the way. The Virginia Tech is also ranked. It's 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 I it's hard. I don't what more needs to be said? At this point, you're want to say you're playing with house money because no one really expects a lot out of you. That being said, you need to play at your best every game really going forward. Because if you slip up against any of these mediocre ACC teams like Georgia Tech and Florida State, especially on the road, they will beat you. They will beat you. And it makes tonight's loss even more heartbreaking. Syracuse had it in their grasp. An 82 to 78 loss to the 17th-ranked Miami Hurricanes. Oh, so close. This one's going to sting for a while, and it also stings me to say that that wraps up this Fizz instant reaction. For all of us at TheOrangeFizz.com, I'm Liam Griffin. Check out all of our content on Twitter at OrangeFizz and at TheOrangeFizz.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time.